Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's rocking episode of Breakfast with Boom. And of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding show for you today. I'm introducing a new segment to every live show that I do. It's called Bits and Bites. And what that is, is it's going to be one or two very small topics that we don't spend a significant amount of time on, but I want to talk about, I feel that they're relevant to, of course, the gaming conversation. And uh, before we get into that, though, I actually want to do one quick thing. Now, obviously, if you listen to me and you were a fan of this program, you know that in my heart of hearts, this channel was built on community. It was built on friendship and it was built on raising up other content creators before I even raise up myself, because that is what I think people need to do, especially now more than ever. And one of the uh, big things with, of course, gaming is a lot of these uh, small, smaller sites that are outside of the realm of Twitter and YouTube. Uh, you know, 4chan is one of them. And uh, one of the uh, more credible ones is Reddit. And we have somebody or a group of folks that are Xbox fans that started a Reddit site. Uh, now, I have officially joined about, a, about two weeks ago. I have been supporting them. I have also been keeping a keen eye to make sure that this particular um, Reddit site isn't a fanboy or at least console war-based um, information uh, site on Reddit, and it's not. They actually have been dropping some pretty interesting information, and I kind of want to just give them a quick shout out and 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 throw this out to the community and let me know what you think. Uh, the it's it's r slash Xbox News, and it's the home for Xbox News on Reddit. It's relatively new, and uh, I've been getting some of my information from them, and uh, quite frankly, I've enjoyed the time that I have spent reading what they have to say and some of their posts. Now, again, it is Reddit, and you have to take things with a grain of salt. But again, I wanted to get behind them because they're, they're relatively new once again. And from what I have read so far, I have been enjoying what I've seen. So if you're interested, head over to, of course, Reddit. Type in our lowercase r slash Xbox News and uh, give it a go. See what you see. What you think? You might might enjoy it. You might not. And uh, hit me up in a DM and let me know what you think. So, let's get into the introductions. Uh, of course, as we st we're waiting on Mister Bad Bit, and we're also waiting on BitCloud Gaming. Uh, they should be here momentarily, and when they're here, we'll give them the proper introductions. But first, let's start with our regular panel members. We're going to start with our chainsawing Gears of Five, uh, Gears of War Five playing community icon in my opinion someone that has his hat in many rings one of which of course is the next podcast on thursdays at 8 p.m or is it seven seven seven, it's 7 p.m eastern standard time and of course the fantastic retro renegades please welcome crispy bomb oh good morning everybody i have been uh very fired up uh this past night and into to this morning uh, i'm I'm ready You're to, raring go. to go. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> You're raring to go. Okay. And next up, he is someone that I call Superman, but some people call him a very informative community member. Please welcome the newest member to Breakfast at Boom, Dreadpool. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Good morning. I'm, I'm here. Got done with work. I'm still awake. I'm still alive. I got my Coke. <laughs> I don't drink coffee right now because I'm done with my shift. So it's bedtime. 
Yeah, it's, it's usually bedtime for you. Well, listen, dude, thanks so much for being here. Great, glad to have you a part of the show, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, someone that uh, I reached out to yesterday, very late in the day, and uh, he got back to me four thirty-six this morning, at least by my clock. Left me a message that he wanted to join the, uh, you know, join today's show, and guest appear once again. And yes, it is the world famous Shandi. Hey, dude, welcome to the show, dude. Hey, boom. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I, I said, uh, you know what? I do. I do. I've been jonesing to do another uh, guest spot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So, yeah, I hit you up at 436, same time as yours. And yes. told you that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there. If it's open, I will be there. Well, it's great to have you a part of the show. So thank you so much for being here. And again, you know, let, let's get into the bits and bites. And uh, the one bit and bite that we're going to talk about today is a bit perplexing uh, in a way that even Dealer Gaming, friend of the show, I'm a good friend with Dealer, put something out on Twitter that I did not know happened. And I thought yesterday, wow, this is a little strange. And it only happens, it seems to me, to when Xbox has the marketing rights to certain games. And uh, if you watched um, the, of course, Opening Night Live, which, of course, is uh, Jeff Keighley's Gamescom event that happened yesterday. Uh, during some um, breaks within the, 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 the reveal of games and trailers, they would have a woman come out and say, yeah, you know, best, you know, PlayStation or Microsoft or Xbox won the award for best game. And it was this. So Microsoft, their best game award went to um, uh, Tell Me Why. And I, I don't argue that because I'm playing it right now. And quite frankly, I'm really enjoying it. I'm only an hour into it. I've already put a couple of pictures up on Twitter that I've taken. Uh, and I, I'm really enjoying it. So, uh, you know, big shout out to Donut uh, uh, that they put this game out. because uh, Donut, I should say. that they, they did this. It, it's, it's something you should look into if you are a fan of, like, the Telltale type of games. And this is where we get into the bit of perplexing parts of the show. Um, PlayStation won the award for best game, and it was Cyberpunk 2077. And the reason why I'm laughing, and I had a bit of a, of a head-scratch moment yesterday, is for a couple of reasons. Um, first, that game is uh, marketed by Microsoft. And uh, the last time I checked, and again, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the ins and outs, but I was under the impression that if a game is going to be played in a public space and the gameplay is going to be shown off, marketing rights holders, which would be Microsoft, me means that the game would be shown off on the Xbox One X, the best possible place to play it. And... Why they decided to give PlayStation that game, uh, you know, the, the award, the so-called award, was, a little again, very strange because they didn't say PlayStation 4. They said PlayStation. So if I was kind of a, a guy looking between the lines here, I would have given the best PlayStation game to Ratchet & Clank by Insomniac because, quite frankly, it looked amazing. Um, so I was a little, a little, little perplexed. I'll, I'll start with Crispy. Crispy, what were your thoughts on this, dude? Oh my God! What, what what are they doing? Like uh, Jeff Keeley, man. Like you just you want Microsoft not to do anything with you. Is that what you really want? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's them 
putting on the show, so I don't know as far as, you know, I don't think anybody's going to say CD Projekt Red, this is all your fault or anything like that. But what are you, I, I, I get it. Like, you're trying to tout one of the biggest titles coming out and you're throwing PlayStation in front of it. Now people might think that it's a PlayStation only title. And that's just, why? What you don't want to play nice to anymore? <laughs> the PlayStation game of the year that is Cyberpunk 2077. We take full credit. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome, Joe. How you feeling, brother? Oh uh, man, uh, I okay. All my backup where I post all my all my videos and all my uh, podcasts and such got corrupted last night. Oh, so man. it's uh, it's yeah. I I can replace most of it. Um, this is gonna take me a bit of time, so that's all right. Well, I, well, I'm glad that you're here, brother. We're, we're, we're actually doing a new segment that I've added, uh, called Bits and Bites. Okay. And uh, today we're gonna be talking again, it's, it's not a full on topic, it's it's meant to you know spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes on. We'll, we'll come to you in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, Crispy, yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. I, I thought it was look, look, let, let me just say this, okay? Now, in the past, I have been very vocal and I've been, you know, you know professionally correct correctly speaking to jeff he's he's addressed me personally which is great i love having an open dialogue with the guy and i think that as an ambassador for the industry what he does is ultra important I, that that is without a doubt something i want to just put right out there but i i have to say this it really makes me wonder like I, I am gonna be honest. If you again, you if you listen to me, you understand. I don't get. I don't like console war stuff. I don't get in the middle of the back and forth. You know, my my, my plastic is better than yours. I, I I try to look at everything objectively. I I do answer things. You know, sometimes I do take a risk on on um on a rumor, but of course I put it out there that listen, take it to the grain of salt. But what Jeff seems to do almost on a regular basis and why it's a little bit frustrating to want to root for him sometimes is that he clearly pushes the PlayStation brand. Like, this is his show. On Live is his show. How does Cyberpunk win the, uh, you know, the, the, the game of the show for PlayStation. It's a marketed game by Microsoft. It, it's laughable. And to be honest with you, to be honest, it's almost like schoolyard kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like, oh, I'm going to help out my best friend and I don't care. That, you know, that's what it seems like. And I'm not yeah. even trying to be a D-bag about it. Yeah, I mean, and you think about it, okay, you had Ratchet and Clang, right? And why isn't that exclusive? Because we always talk about exclusives being the one that's the PlayStation game of show. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. I don't understand it. And it doesn't even... It, 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 yes, Cyberpunk is now attached to PlayStation, at least on that show. But at the end of the day, you have not touted any of the exclusives coming out. So why is that? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't know. I think the main issue here is that award. I mean, first off, why have awards? But like, like everybody was confused on Twitter. I love the live reactions to these awards of like, wait, who's winning these awards and and, and who's voting on it? <laughs> it is, it it it, it is uh, quite. Um, 
it, it, again, it's it's perplexing. It, yeah. Again, the motivation is. It, it, I just wish he would not do these kind of things because, look, I understand he is the stopgap, and and the truth of the matter is, is that he is the bridge between the the, the major publishers and developers and the gaming community. Again, take nothing away from Jeff. What he does for this for the industry is important. It is ultra important. But it's this kind of shenanigans, and that's really what I call it, shenanigans that makes you, it, it, it devalues who he is when this kind of stuff happens. Again, that's just my opinion, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to, you know, discuss this, you know, objectively. So let me go, let me go to um, Sean D real quick. Now, Sean D, obviously, I don't know if whether or not you, you you saw this or not, because again, this was this was not part of the show notes. It's just something meant to kind of open up the show and wait for people to you know sh uh, shuffle in. What are, what are your thoughts on this move by Jeff Keeley? I tweeted this immediately as soon as I saw it, because when they did it, I was waiting for the for the joke. I thought that uh, they were going to show her and pan and to each other and kind of look at each other like, did anybody catch that? And then make a joke of it. But like literally, <laughs> he just said it. And they moved on. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Wasn't Ratchet and Clank just here? Why are we tying Cyberpunk to PlayStation? Because I immediately thought, okay, so here's what's about to happen. Uh, Cyberpunk is now exclusive to PlayStation is what people are going to start thinking. Or mm -hmm. people are going to start thinking that Cyberpunk is now uh, being promoted by PlayStation and might have something special for it. I was like, this is... <laughs> It's, it's like you're saying with uh, what Jeff does. Like he does these like little jabs, right? And I get it's it's like it was funny. Like I laugh, but at the same time I'm like, is everybody gonna catch the joke? Or <laughs> is like everybody like that's why people get annoyed by him and go, you see he he's showing his bias, even though he's supposed to be an unbiased uh, uh, presenter at that time. Yeah, and, and that's the problem with it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just found it. I found it like it was disrespectful to, to my yeah. Microsoft has been putting money behind promoting cyberpunk this entire time. They have a, they, they have a custom console for it. Um, I mean, they, they have, have a hard drive. They, they have, they do the, again, the marketing money that has gone behind this game is tremendous. And I, again, I, I, my, my biggest problem with this, Shandi, besides it being absolutely unprofessional in every aspect, again, take nothing away from what he does for the industry, but the fact of the matter is, is that he should know better. Mm -hmm. And 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 I'm 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 not again, it's not console war stuff. But when PlayStation has the marketing rights, the big muscle arm, the 24-inch Python that is their marketing department goes in strong, right? right? And Microsoft is always left on the outside looking in because they don't have that marketing. It just seems to me that sometimes with Microsoft, they get the, sh the, the short end of the stick. And I would have been on the phone with Jeff and be like, listen, you can't do that. We have the marketing. Right. Yeah, that's exactly exactly like... That would have never happened to Sony, though. I'm sure in Sony's like bylaws with their marketing, I'm pretty sure they say, don't you ever 
Yes, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Anything else, or we will sue the crap out of you. Yeah, and you know <laughs> something, dude, you are 100 right. You know, let me let me bring Dreadpool into the conversation because I saw. I think you posted about this, Dread. Is is this perplexing that Microsoft, who's who spent, a, a, I would imagine, a significant amount of money to acquire the marketing rights to one of 2020's biggest games, to then have it associated with the market leader playstation even in a blurb because that's really what it is it's a blurb but there are millions of people watching this event and when they see oh best playstation game goes to cyberpunk congratulations you're like oh they have the marketing rights for that that that's what are your thoughts on this well first of all ratchet and clank they cannot be the playstation uh winner because they're not going to be on the playstation 4 it's only going to be playstation 5 so it can't be across the board playstation mm -hmm. second of all you know i it, i'm still perplexed i i still don't don't get it um it, it, it's it's one of those weird things that you know when you look at it on the surface you know you kind of wonder like what is really going on i mean it was there something more i mean and that's the worst part is we don't know. We know so supposedly somebody voted on it. So that's probably his his way out from being sued because it wasn't him. It was somebody else. It was a group of people. We don't know who nominated. I mean, did we even know that there was going to be awards? On no, trailers? I don't think anyone knew that. Did that's anybody why know anything? I mean, so it was kind of weird to, to do that, you know, and I'm, I, I have no problem. If they want to do that, then let's say, uh, hey, yeah. look, here's here's the nominations. Here's what we have so far. You know, we have an open okay. spot for everybody else. Yeah. You know, so anybody else wants to to put their Joe, what, yeah. Why don't you, Joe, why don't you close out the the bites and bits? Because listen, I, again, yeah. I, I I'm not a, I'm I'm not a uh, um, a community manager for Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be, but I'm not, and that's fine. That's fine for right now. Uh, dreams, folks. You, if you have them, they may get answered. Throw it out to the universe every now and again. It answers back. But getting to, getting to the point, I was under the impression yeah. that in these public spaces, in these public events, like an E3, right, like a Gamescom, like a Tokyo Game Show, you know, put, put whatever is your favorite show in mm. there. If a game is going to be shown off in a public space, marketing rights holders will mm -hmm. have that game playing meaning that it would probably be playing or supposed to be playing on an xbox one x at least yeah. that's how I, I i understand it if it was playing on a playstation 4 then somebody's going to lose their job because this this is again it's it's wrong but let me hear your thoughts on it uh well okay so the reason why i sorry dreadful I, I interrupted i i saw something it gave me the epiphany i was like oh okay so they did announce the nominees a few days ago all right now just to, to say this while we were all having this conversation i was looking as to how you actually go and vote because the links to the voting rightfully so they're dead now so when you you click to them i didn't know like the nominees or or whatever apparently for Xbox, when it came to best Xbox game, there's first off three nominees. I don't know how they got these games at, on on this list, um, but the best Xbox games nominated were Grounded, Tell Me Why, and Cyberpunk. And then the best PlayStation game was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. God, whatever, uh, <laughs> Crash Again, Four, marketed by Microsoft, but okay, yeah. uh, Crash Four, 
Cyberpunk 2077. Now, it really just depends on what the marketing, what those marketing deals in, entail. So, like for Cyberpunk, it's kind of pretty laissez-faire. Like when you take a look at the the Nightwire City uh, demos, they're all running on PC. It's I don't think you see Xbox prompts. It's actually pretty. It's pretty neutral across the board. They're really just showcasing the game. So it seems like Microsoft has hit like, hey, TV spots or, or trailers. Can we have our emblem at the end of uh, of your of your game? And can we can we you know put put down a plastic print on our consoles and call it a day? That's what it kind of seems like. And it's similar to that of Valhalla, but I think that one is a little bit more like, hey, can we see Xbox prompts here? You know, that like that's something you have to pay for, you know, um, a big thing you have to pay for. You know, it's like, you know, at the end of every trailer, you see our emblem at the end. It's not to say that these games can never be mentioned on other platforms. It just depends on how much money you shell out. Um, but, yeah, but you know what? To, 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 to be to be frank, when, when you when PlayStation and again, again, maybe it's their aggressive marketing. Maybe it's in the bylaws, like uh, Shandi was saying. When a PlayStation game is marketed by Sony, you don't see anyone (laughs) talking about that game but Sony. As a matter of fact, you see that said uh, game everywhere. When you're wiping your your bottom in the toilet, something pops up on the mirror that says Sony marketed game. I'm being being serious. Like, it's that. I think think what you you mentioned is true. It's... it's, um, Xbox is not aggressive in that nature. No, they're, they're, they're certainly they're, not. Yeah. And, and that's something, um, whoever problem you want to hold that with, I would actually point that more towards Xbox, where it's just like, hey, man, just shell out a little bit more cash. So people do think, like, Cyberpunk is this true exclusive. Like, I don't know why we're not mentioning smart delivery at the end of every single one of these trailers, right? Like, you, you know, know that you should work for marketing. Maybe I should. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, like, I it also comes down to how I know Xbox marketing works is it is very much an internal affair. And I think that's something that they need to really consider the Sony approach and shaking more hands. Yeah. Because they're their in-house works a, a lot differently. And I think it, it is to the approach that Phil Spencer wants, where it's, it's, you know, about the platform, not necessarily the, the plastic. So I know, I know for a fact um, when it came to best Xbox, and this is what it could come down to as well. When it came to best Xbox game, they really want, they probably really want to tell me why to win because Xbox helped publish that game yes. and that game on game pass. And that game does, uh, does make Microsoft and Xbox look more progressive. Hopefully I, I hear good things. Oh, dude, so, I'm, playing, I'm an hour. I'm only an hour in folks. I mean, I, I'm not going to you know, give you a review, but I, I am thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. It, so it, I, I know the team over there. Uh, when when they market uh, Game Pass games specifically, they are working in tandem with that dev team. So I know Microsoft's happy with that. When it comes to the <laughs> PlayStation game, it's still like what like for the rest of the year. What does that? It's it's just silly. The whole thing is just silly. But I think it. I mean, I gotta see who I gotta see who won best PC game because I would I would figure like the main issue was. They probably wanted Cyberpunk to win something. 
and they're just like best PlayStation game. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's that's kind of how I see it. But I see best PC game here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research. But that said, yeah, guys, carry on. That's all I got for it. All right. I mean, listen again. Not not a, not not a major topic. Small, but it, but, but interesting to s- certainly start off as we are closing on 300 people almost here already. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Thank you so much. Let me uh, let me get catch up on the super chats and thanks to Dreadpool for putting them in here. Actually, because I have to. Everyone, somebody's talking. I got to run and get my phone. It's charging. Um, first of all, uh, starting off today was Gungrave with the outstanding. Very generous four dollar super chat, uh, super sticker, I should say, that has it passing a coffee. And yes, I've already had two cups, so I'm wired. A good friend and generous friend of the show, Nightwolf thirty one eighty six, drops a five dollar super chat and says, "Have a great show, fellas. Can't stay today. Work calls. We'll watch later. Just wanted to ask if you heard any uh, Rand videos about the initiative game leak. Yes, I did, and it was supposed to be a topic yesterday." Uh, yesterday's show got a little bit long, and I wanted some more information. So what I'm probably going to do is move that particular topic because I got what I was looking for to Monday evenings, primetime gaming. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about the initiative, what Perfect Dark really means to them, and if we're going to see Joanna Dark at all in this uh, remake, reboot, or whatever they're, they're doing over there. Um, uh, Regulator, a good friend of the show, 951, drops an outstanding, actually back-to-back outstanding $2 Super Chat, and he says, tell me why Jeff is not in the bushes. Well, yeah, he is. he's definitely in the bushes. And the second one is, good morning to you, Boom, and the awesome panel. Thank you so much for being here, Regulator. Oh, a very good friend of the show, Scrub Nurse, drops an outstanding $10 Super Chat and says, Jeff knows he's in the wrong. He can do these things because he's not PlayStation corporate. He's a PlayStation fanboy, and he's a monopoly with the game shows. It's a poor showing for him and console wars. You know what, dude? Good on you for saying it. I I know I said it already, and I definitely not only agree with you. I think, look, again, Jeff is an ambassador, okay? Let's understand what that means. When you are a representative of the of gaming which is what he is and he obviously represents from the corporate side everyone involved that's a publisher and a developer right because he has to work with them in tandem to get those to get them to work with him on his shows but more importantly as important as the corporate aspect of gaming is and of course it is the you know that's where the money is that's where the games are An equally, potentially even more important aspect is the community. And I understand that the PlayStation community is very, uh, is a very large one. It's, it's a worldwide brand. It's, they're the market leader. Everyone loves Sony. Everyone loves their first party games, but you have a responsibility as a representative, as an ambassador to represent both parties on an equal plateau and i I, and again not and someone who just really despises using the word bias i have to at this point i have to go against the grain here and say that his bias when he does these shows is indicative on who he wants to see win this race he may not publicly admit it right he may not come out and say yeah i i I, my, my horse in this race is is sony he he'll never say that, but 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 his actions speak for his 
for what he's doing. So what, I think what it comes down to, uh, or I, like I really think as the, as the PR should be working in marketing, this comes down to very poor communication in as to what these, what, what these things were. Yeah. Uh, what these awards were very weird. Yeah. I mean, listen it, again, it is what it is, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to move on to, and I kind of segue into, of course, the Gamescom discussion. You know, there were 38 games shown in total. Uh, some of the stuff we've seen already, uh, and some of the stuff that was, you know, relatively new. Like, uh, of course, some of the some of the uh, the in-game um, uh, PlayStation Five uh, Ratchet and Clank videos that they were showing looked very impressive. It, actually, it's my my game of the show, but we'll get in we'll get into that um after uh you know we're going to be answering some questions we're going to be talking to the panel talking to the chat you know what was your biggest surprise announcement of the show uh what what you uh you know what were your personal favorite picks of the show uh what were your overall impressions so what we're going to do is you know i'll throw my throw my hat into the ring and then we'll get into the of course rest of the panel for me the biggest surprise was the uh, Dragon Age announcement. Now, even though we didn't get a chance to actually see any gameplay, getting a chance to hear um, Casey Hudson talk about it was exciting because I'm a big fan of his work. Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to Dragon Age. I love the last one. Inquisition was freaking fantastic, man. Really well done. And to be fair, to be honest, I really, really want to see them recover from anthem the, uh, bioware may not be the same team or the, have the same heart and soul as they did when they made jade empire or uh knights of the old republic but man I, if that's a company i want to see have a comeback story it's certainly bioware um three games for me that stood out that it has me very very excited um was of course mafia definitive edition looked dope like I already played, yes. I I cannot wait to get my hands on that. There was another one. Okay, I know this this is standard fare because I'm I'm a fan, and we're going to talk about Call of Duty and their pricing in one of the other topics. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War had me very excited, and it I nearly fell out of my chair when I seen President Reagan. Like holy shit, they were able, they were able to get President Reagan's likeness, and he even sounds like him. I thought that was awesome, and there was another one. That didn't show gameplay. It, w it was a trailer, but my God, it intrigued me so much. And that was Unknown Nine Awakening. Oh my God, that look! I don't know what power she has, but it looked so freaking good. I was real. I saw that and I was like, Yeah, I don't care what console that's on. I cannot wait to play that. So I'm going to be honest. My overall impressions is quite frankly, I enjoyed this. I know there was a little, you know, there was a little. Uh, you know, some controversy, of course, what we just talked about in the bites and bits. But for for the most part, I thought it was um, it's I thought it was run extremely well. Like considering we're in the in era of COVID and everything is being done remotely, I thought it it, it really had some um, some oomph to it, if you will. Uh, let, let me go to, of course, Dreadful. I'll start with you. Let, let, let's. Uh, what were your overall impressions? Uh, some of your personal picks. Your biggest surprise of 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 the, of the show. Well, let's see. Uh, the biggest surprise, and I know I'm going to shock people, is going to be Sims Four. Mm. Journey mm -hmm. to Batu. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, so 
it, it was it was so cool to actually see some of the characters that are only at Batu and actually see them in the game. You know what I mean? So I've been there, I've interacted, I've I've you know been able to experience the Star Wars experience with the the exception of the hotel that they've yet to build. And trust me, we are paying. I don't I don't care if we have to sell the house. We are paying for that week to sit there and enjoy Star Wars. So for me, that was like the biggest surprise. I was it was really shocked. Um, and then the the other one that really was uh, intriguing was uh, Quantum. I forgot the uh, it was a Quantum, quantum error. error. Yep. That was kind of cool because I didn't know anything about it. I'll have to talk to Will because I'm sure he's kept an eye on that one. Um, obviously, Lego Star Wars. I mean, come on now. That looks so they, good. They, they added more jokes to it, so it wasn't the it wasn't like a rehash of everything. They added. You saw a whole bunch more jokes that weren't in the original games, or at least that I I recall. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the bricks looked like realistic lego bricks i mean you know you want realism there you go there's your realism but uh, i mean of course age of empires wasteland 3 the vr brothers in arms was pretty cool and for those old schoolers sam and max vr that yes, was pretty cool. yes sam and max i was shocked to see them we haven't seen them in a, in a bit it was nice to see that yeah it, it, they were in game pass for a little bit and you know it, it was like wow this is awesome um and obviously seeing that i spoke about wilmy earlier this is going out for the gaming beyond the box brothers of mine outriders that oh, game is very interesting fantastic. it looks really cool yes. right um other than that the teardown game where really kind of got me intrigued okay that was kind of cool and then godfall uh it looked like they cleaned it up and, and yeah, they, 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 they made it a little connected. bit better yeah um the ratchet and clank i'm kind of iffy on because it, it seemed like they replayed Towards the end, the stuff that they've already shown before. So I, I I don't know. I have to like sit down and watch that again. I've been skimming through trying, you know, at work you can only do so much. So I've been trying to skim through everything and trying to pay attention. So it's not that easy. So I'll I'll stop here. So give somebody else a chance too. I don't want to take up everybody's time. No, 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 no. Listen, you're 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 uh, before you get out of here. Before you get out of here, you're gonna hear for another for another hour and a half. Before I let you go, though, what were your overall impressions? Did 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 you enjoy the show? I I, I did. Uh, like I said, I always break a show down to what it is. I don't sit there and overhype it. I don't try to, uh, um, I don't know, you know, try to put a bandage on anything. It, it is what it is. And overall, the show wasn't bad. It, it kept me going. There were a few hiccups that I was like, "What?" You know, there was the surprises like. Um, uh, was it that surgeon game with with doc so yeah, that was pretty fine. cool to, to yeah. see that pop in <laughs> you know so i like the fact that they try to do something different it wasn't just a corporate thing where it's like okay here you go video after video they try to give you a little bit of entertainment beyond that the awards like i said that was kind of throwing me off and uh, it, it would have been nice to know like i mean joe found it but I didn't even know know after the fact, you know what I mean? It's after the fact. It would have been nice to know ahead of time, like, hey, this is what we got going on. We can interact and like, oh, they have an extra spot that whoever votes for, we can get that game in there or at least give it a a chance. Um, But, you know, that's that's something that they could do next year. I mean, this was a different show that wasn't expected to be an award ceremony. It was... I thought it was a, a show, more of right. like, hey, this is what's, what we got going on. 
So yeah. that's why I gave it an okay score. I'm not going to say it was great. It wasn't bad. You know what I mean? There was there was a lot of games that got my attention. There was a lot of games that like really shocked me. Uh, the 12 minutes one, actually, I've seen it before. We've all seen it before, but they added a little bit more to it, I think. But yet again, it it, it intrigued me. You know what I mean? So and and that's that's why I'm looking at it. If if they can get their their video of their game out there, a trailer or gameplay or something to get you looking at it, going, huh? I wonder, I wonder how that's going to turn out. You know, that's a good thing because now when it does, you know, maybe now that it got your eye, you can check it out later and see. Okay, well, maybe now I really will look into this game versus it just launching and nobody knowing anything about it and people are going, "What? What game was that? I never heard of it." Yeah, it came out like last year. You know, everybody's been playing it. No, not not everybody. You know, so it's it's good to get the attention out there. So in that aspect, they, they did its job. You know what I mean? And the, the controversy stuff, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what they wanted was, was to get people talking. Yeah, I don't, you I know? don't you know what to do. It, 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 people talk. Well, I'm going to say this. This is, this is, this, this is going to have to be a conversation. He's probably going to have to <laughs> respond to this. Again, we, we don't know what the, what the backstory is. It, it, again, it's still weird. Crispy, I know, I know that you have a lot to say about Gamescom. And, of course, I think everybody is interested. But let me just catch up on some of these incredible Super Chats. First of all, Spider-Man not only drops an outstanding $10 Super Chat, but he's also become a channel member. Spider-Man, thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. He says this, you know, I've been a fan of your show for a long time. Happy to become a member. Also, not saying this should help me win an Xbox Series X contest, but my name is Craig. Oh, snap. Okay, same as mine as well. And us Craigs have to stick together. Well, listen, nice to meet you, Craig. <laughs> and you know what? We also have another Craig in the chat. He's also Craig the Brute. That's right. If you're a channel member you can have Craig the Brute as an emoji, which is pretty dope. Uh, we also have a very good friend of the show, RNB3, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, apart from the Game Awards, Xbox needs to stop, in all capitals, working with Jeff Tungfuse to Sony's ass Keely. <laughs> He's not a professional. It's Microsoft's fault at this point. You know, look, here's the thing. You have to really sometimes, and I love Microsoft. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows I want to work there. I want to help change the culture. Again, I'm I'm old, man. I'm going to be 15 September. I don't think they'd hire me. I'm a little long in the tooth and whatever. That's fine. But just lie, just in the resume. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, well, I don't look Everybody else does it. The Mohawk yeah. definitely takes off 10 years for sure. No yeah. doubt about that. But look, uh, listen, sometimes I wonder if they just need some new blood in certain areas that they have to look. All you have to do is look at Sony and see, see, and, and just mimic. I don't think you got a copy. Just mimic their aggressive behavior when it comes to their things. They're not worrying about Nintendo, not worrying about Microsoft. They are straight focused on what works for them and it works well. If Microsoft could even take 50% of that and be half as aggressive, it would do them good. But you know what, Crispy, look, I'm interested to know your overall impression. I'm interested to know what the biggest surprise was. But more importantly, what of the of the 38 games stood out to you? Well, number one, um, I did the highlight thing. So I, I, I avoided a lot of what 
Jeff has said. Um, he could be very cringy at times. So yeah, especially having a, a an award type experience in there doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I understand we're in a little bit of different times. Like normally they'd be on stage and they'd be doing a lot of a lot of different things and interacting with the fans. So you know, I did the highlight thing, and you know, it, from what I see, very long show. Um, you know, a lot of games. That's great. Um, a little jealous that you know, Medal of Honor is only coming to VR. Just saying. Uh, I think Boom, Boom's a, a lucky man having a VR headset. Dude, I'm buying that day one. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Medal of Honor is like near and dear to my heart for a first-person shooter because that that one was an experience, and they were never easy games. They were always really tough. Yeah, they they, they challenged you. Like you, it, this wasn't Call of Duty; you just running through them. You you were challenged even on normal difficulty. Absolutely, and uh, I mean that's what I usually I play on normal because I'm like that's the way the devs want you to experience it, no matter what you say. You know what I mean? So like some games, like you know, you play normal on Doom, which that really got me going with the Ancient Gods uh, DLC. I was like, there you go, Bethesda. You know what I mean? Like go the DLC route. Let's chill out with the microtransaction thing and and give people you know a new experience in a game that's already out and that's what it seems like they're doing with that um as far as like just interesting games i mean unknown nine looked very interesting it, it, it uh you know what's actually going on there it makes you want to know more um you know, little nightmares too. That actually Dude, was like that a lot of fun. So man. <laughs> good. I, I I bought I bought the first one on multiple consoles, but then after having it, I I was able to get the the collector's edition that comes with like a little statue of the ca- first character. I have it. It's not even opened. Yeah, I mean, and and you got you got a lot of different games. That, I mean, like when you got some Warcraft in there. I mean, they really they hit you with the gauntlet. Um, I almost feel like a little bit too much all at once. You know, and and you know, having you know a bunch of BS involved in between. I'm kind of glad I just looked at the games themselves and really ignored a lot of the other BS. Because at the end of the day, it's about the games, and it's Gamescom, and I, I think they did a great job just you know showcasing a, a div- diverse lineup of, of games. Uh, one thing I'm going to say, uh, a lot of people are are all on this Ratchet and Clank train. Um, I can't be. And number one, if you go side by side, a few of us have, it's basically the demo they already showed um, for the most part. If you actually go and watch the other one, it's it's basically the same. Um, and but also, this one's four minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we said they added a little something there, but I mean, come on. And yeah. and you got to realize, go look on the wiki how many Ratchet and Clank games have come out. I'm not even going to say the number because it's pretty incredible it's that it came out after Halo. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need another Ratchet. What I'm saying is, is the people that say, hey, it's just another Gears. Hey, it's just another Halo. Those people are the ones touting this game. So at the end of the day, yes, you're traveling through the, the rifts and all that. But. It's another Ratchet and Clank. It looks better. It's up-resed. It, it, you know, you feel like you're playing a next-gen game, but at the end of the day, the gameplay is pretty much the same as what it's always been. So just keep that same energy, people. Just saying. Uh, I, mean, I would like to argue as as a as a Ratchet fan 
Well, you know, we'll we'll get we'll we'll come to you in a second, brother. They're all pretty I mean, different. I, I know that you have a lot okay. to say. <laughs> information was was uh, was uh, hard. Pre- I don't know if that was that was you know uh, you know pre-discussed, but I, I, we got some information on that, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Shandi, you got a chance to watch it, and besides, obviously, the head scratching moment that we had with uh, Cyberpunk. What were your overall impressions of the two-hour show? What were your personal surprises, and also, what were your favorite picks of the show well for overall impression i i feel like gamescom gets like lucky because they follow e3 so like if i was to like break it down e3 is what everybody hypes up for it's like the buffet right yes so you, you go to the buffet you got sony over here you got xbox you got ubisoft uh bethesda so you're you're sampling from everybody so by the time you're done with e3 you're kind of full right so when gamescom comes around you're still pretty full. So whenever I see that show, I don't really ever have expectations for it, which actually is to its benefit because whenever I watch it, I'm like, if I get something new out of it, I'm like, cool. If I don't, I'm like, that's cool too. It, I, I never really have expectations. So therefore the show was, it was fine for me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Like it wasn't, well, it was, it was good. It wasn't great. Um, as far as the biggest surprise I had was actually not a game. It was actually the wow shadows lands, uh, shorts. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, that was and, really- and the reason why that was the biggest surprise for me is because I thought I wasn't going to give a shit about it. I thought I was going to be like, Oh gosh, what are <laughs> we doing? Just show us a game or something. But I actually got super invested in that. And then when they went to the actual gameplay, that's when I was like, Oh gosh, I don't want to see this. I forgot. I don't care about WoW itself. Um, but yeah, the Shadowlands uh, pulled me in hard. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I, it looked really good. I don't know. I, I see people are uh, saying it's a downgrade on Twitter right now. Uh, it looked good. It, it It's not always about... We, we've kind of reached that period where it was about graphics, and that was really like last gen. Now we're getting into the functionality Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me that they're not pushing functionality. They know that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, how are they doing this? Are they like overlaying the worlds? Like when they designed this, do they like overlay the world so that when you hit the portal, you pop through instantly there? It is that's crazy fast. Instead of traversing yeah. the level, you're pulling the level into you. Right. That's that's the that's the that's the crazy thing. Yeah. So, so as I was watching that, like, especially when you go into the, you go into like the in-between zone, like the purplish color zone before you pop through that zone is all it takes for them to load the next one. Yeah. It's pretty impressive to be honest with you. Like I said, for me, it was my game of the show. I I thought uh, it's look, I just got done folks. I beating for the second time. New super lucky sale. I played the first one. I, I played the second. I and I hundred percent of the entire game. Okay, I'm a big old nerd when it comes to platformers. It's where I grew up. It's it's something that's important to me as a gamer. Even if I'm going to be fifty, it still means something to me. This particular game, besides it being Ratchet and Clank, because I'm a huge fan. I mean, for crying out loud, the minute the the stupid pops went up, the two pack on GameStop, I ordered them like a big old nerd. You know, so I'm a fan. And listen, 
PlayStation is doing what they're supposed to do. They're giving me a reason to run out and buy, which man, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 potential shortages. I, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I've been gaming since 78. You all know that. I missed one launch as a – well, not really a kid. When I was in the United States Navy, I served, I served during Desert Storm, and I was, I was obviously not home. I missed the Super Nintendo launch, but thankfully – my parents being the, the awesome people they were, it was waiting for me when I got back. So that was the only launch I missed. I would be devastated if I could not get my hands on a PlayStation 5. And I, 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 there's a really good possibility that I might not. And I'm really, we'll talk about that. But Joe, I want to go to you, brother, because obviously Ratchet and Clank for you, 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 would, you were going crazy in your DM. You're very excited. Um, more importantly, it's in the launch window. Now, now, a lot of people don't understand what that means. From what I understand, a launch window is 90 days after the official launch of the console. That, that's how I've always understood it. So if that, in fact, is the case and the console launches, let's say, February 19th or 17th, like we're, like we're thinking, somewhere in, towards the end of uh, before Black Friday, but somewhere in towards the end of the month, you have December, January, February personally i can see this game coming out towards the end of february that that's that would make sense to me and that would fall into the quote-unquote launch window sign me the f up folks because i am all in on ratchet and clank i love the first one it's a freaking like pixar graphics and this one looks even better but joe what are your overall uh, thoughts of of the show your pick of the uh, pick of the uh, of, of of the show what what are some other games that stood out for you so shout out to Crispy and Sean D for for doing what, dude. I'm a huge Warcraft nut. Okay, I haven't been out of the loop for a minute now, but you show me Uther the Lightbringer, you show me Arthas pulling Frostmourne out of his chest, you show me Uther grabbing Arthas as he's as he's dying and throws him into what is World of Warcraft hell, and maybe Uther's like the bad guy now. I don't even know. Like the fall from grace, I am into it. Every step of the way, I was enthralled. I had <laughs> my my co-host Kyle had the complete <laughs> opposite reaction. He's like, "This is the most boring thing I've ever watched." <laughs> I'm just like, I'm texting him all in caps, like, "This is huge and wide." He's just like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then like Dreadpool, like, dude, the Sims back two thing. Like, I'm like, I might, I might. <laughs> get into the sims <laughs> um but uh also yeah lego star wars in oh god that so, looks, dude that looks so good man it looks like it's over the shoulder now like i'm very interested of how they're how they're gonna pull that off uh i'm usually not into the lego games but now i'm, I'm definitely it looks like they pulled the camera closer to the character it, yeah. it, it seems um yeah and then when it comes to the oculus stuff um like the the medal of honor game looks awesome it, it, it kind of gave me like inglorious bastards vibes which i'm totally yes, sure so. did it really did yeah good anytime point. i could punch a fascist in the mouth i'm gonna do that with <laughs> the butt of <laughs> gun dude i'm into yeah, it um so yeah but like yeah my my thing of the show was ratchet so like ratchet and clank has been a series that i've known as a kid and the 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 in the PS2 era, there were loads of games. Like it, it was like, it was like an every year occurrence because that's that's I mean that's what happened back in the day, right? Like oh, either that's Sly Cooper or uh, yeah. Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. That that and those those mascots really 
really define that generation for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like Ratchet and Clank PS3 were the time where I was the Xbox boy. So I really didn't didn't care too much for it, right? Cartoons, whatever. Uh, but from what I'm aware of, that's when they started actually playing around a lot, experimenting with the formula and 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 uh, adding in like multiplayer. So like I think Into the Nexus actually plays more like a Ratchet meets Diablo than an actual Ratchet game. So I'm yeah. actually really interested. Did not dig that. I, I wasn't my favorite. It wasn't your favorite. I'm I'm interested of of giving it a chance because it's on PS now, but uh, like my co-host loved it. So for me, seeing seeing Ratchet and Clank PS4 was it, it was a it was a great game. Like I was just playing it a few months back to forget about COVID and knowing how well it sold as well. Dude, um, still gorgeous it's still and it's still yeah it still holds up to this day mm-hmm. so like watching the demo so crispy i do have to correct you here my man i love you um it is they they, they said it was going to be an extended demo from what they showed at the ps5 reveal and the previous demo that they showed was about two minutes and 22 seconds this is a seven minute trailer so they're running you through in the first trailer where they they drop you off and you're sliding down down that building that's that's they're pretty much giving you what happens before he starts sliding off so um so it's about yeah it's about like four minutes prior to so the end is very much the PS5 reveal and the first four minutes are totally brand new. But in that, I understand why they use the same environments because you, they really wanted to showcase what the power of the PlayStation 4 or this game can can really show you. And with that, man, a lot of particle effects. Yeah, uh, I actually now that the I know what to, are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like now that I know what to look for when it comes to ray tracing, like those ray trace reflections off of the off of the floor. Are actually really bonkers. That was that was really cool. Now it's 4K 30 FPS, so it, that makes actually, you... someone actually just put down uh, 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 Face Boy. Uh, I'm Face Boy. Face 23 BKNY drops an outstanding two dollars super gen. Said uh, Insomniac just confirmed yep. that there's going to be six, a 60 a 60 FPS mode for Ratchet. Yeah. Thanks for that, uh, Face. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and so like, and, and real talk, because they're probably still using the 4K textures in the 10, 1080p version, it looked really great. Even compressed, it looked really good. Um, so to me, I love the particle effects. The ray tracing was there, and yeah, like there was never the thing that I was really impressed with was graphics looked the same whether you're entering into a cinematic or out of a cinematic. Yes, and there was never like. I never, maybe I blinked and I missed it, literally. There was never like a weird stutter that I saw uh, when, when you were getting into what could have been a loading screen. Uh, that was the coolest thing. Like, yeah, there was probably some type of hidden things, like maybe the train coming and loading, uh, like coming in was a loading screen, but like you really have to throw some guesstimates out there. So to me, like seeing, seeing how 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 great it looked fidelity wise seeing the lack of stutters and then seeing what they were able to do like you know part of the the game mechanic is that rift tether ability so instead of like jumping across the level you're actually what you're doing and this is why it's next gen is you're taking the level and pulling it to you yeah and uh, and then bam you're there 
Um, and that's that ability just blows my mind while you're also in combat and, yes. and particle effects, all the enemies in the air, all the lighting and stuff. So, like, I walked away really pleased with what I saw. Um, and honestly, like, I'm with you, Boom. Like, they, they showed me a reason why I need to get a PS5 right now. Like, yeah, I, truth. yeah they did they, a good job at that. They did a really good job. I don't think, even if you're like the hardcore of the hardcore and you're like, you're cartoons, I thought you didn't like it. Whatever. I don't care what I other people say. You sold my, you, look, I'll tell you this. Um, they, they sold me, man. Like, I'm actually, for the first time with this generation, I'm actually excited, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen. The, the, there is there is something to get excited about, and we also have to we also have to bring into the conversation the two hundred and twenty nine million dollar investment that Sony yeah. made into this company. It appears that this was going to pay off in dividends. I mean, if you think about it, again, folks, we know Spider Man Miles Morales. Call DLC, call it whatever you want to call it. It's a launch title for the PlayStation Five, right? So if I was on the fence, that is making me buy because. Spider-Man 2018, you know, I platinumed it. It's one of my favorite games of the generation, right? Yeah. So Boom is definitely buying it for that. Now you throw Ratchet and Clank into, um, uh, in, you know, in, into the conversation. It gets me in the feels because I, I like platformers. And also, also, and again, we don't know for sure. They've been teasing it. We have zero confirmation. We don't even know if it's freaking real. But Resistance Fall of Man reboot could potentially be happening. Now, whether that's going to be the single game or that's going to be the trilogy, and they're going to work towards continuing the story with four, you know, later on. I, I don't know. but if, And if then you, even Demon Souls for the Souls fans out there. But I'm really just referring so much to, oh, to Insomniac, not so much the oh, other sorry. Yeah, it, it, it's the Insomniac, um, you know, factor, if you will, that mm -hmm. is important in the conversation. Because if they do release a resistance, that would mean that that would be three games. Yeah. from this developer and folks that is a big deal and guess what every one of those games at least two of the three because one we don't even know if it's real seem to be big bangers you know yeah. what i'm saying that will push your console but listen folks this has been a great way uh you know to, to you know for a great opening topic you know to kind of get this out of the way because you know I, you know games i i like i said i enjoyed it Ratchet and Clank was a big, big pull for me, but I, there were some small surprises in there, like the Medal of Honor VR. I smiled because I'm like, yep, here we go, because that's another one I'm buying. And of course, you know, for me, one of the, the, the again, you don't, we don't know um, what it's going to happen because we've only seen a few minutes of it, but um, 12 minutes, folks. That looks fantastic, man. Again, small indie studio, small indie game, but it just holds so much weight in the conversation. That had me excited. Uh, but Gore interviewed him as well. X Xbox expansion pass. He interviewed the creator. Yes. About that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He he absolutely sure did. Um, but you know what? What I want to move on to is keeping PlayStation into the conversation. Is uh, the potential, folks of the PlayStation 5 shortages that seem more likely than before. And uh, re the other day, Sony, the Sony website sent out, um, you know, some information that you could register with at the, at the actual Sony store by using your PlayStation ID. And from there, lucky fans that would were picked were had the opportunity to immediately reserve uh, their PlayStation fives in this email that you would get uh, that you'd be have you'd get instructions on how to pre-order the console 
And um, this is exactly what the because I know there's some people that were actually trying to argue with me about why am I saying that it's it, it, it's shortages, folks. They're going to be shortages. That that is that is a freaking reality. The Bloomberg report said five to six million. Then they heard that it was going to be changed to ten million. Listen, I got a DM from somebody that forwarded me. And again, a name source, and it's an unverified source. I don't know if this is legit. All I can tell you it was a conversation that they had, and it was half of it was in Chinese. I don't read Chinese, so I don't know what it said. But apparently, according to the allocations for both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, is that Microsoft spent extra money to make sure that they had more than their share of systems. And according to what was sent to me in a private DM, right now it's two and a half to one for Microsoft having uh, the Xbox Series X built as opposed to Sony's PlayStation 5. I don't know why that is. I don't know what the, again, it's an unverified source. I'm just telling you what was sent to me. Take it with a grain of salt and then run crazy with it if you want. All I'm saying is that based on the information that was provided to me, it's two and a half to one. Now, if that in fact is the case, and Sony's again, Joe, we talked about this. You had said, well, yeah, this is pretty similar to what I did because I registered at Amazon, mm-hmm. Best Buy, Target, Walmart, everywhere I could put my email address. It was there. So I'm going to be getting a boatloads of email. And again, it opens up the opportunity for me to reserve it. And that's what you do if you if you really want this console day one. But with that said, here is word for word what that email that went out said. It says pre-order reservations will be taken on a first come, first serve basis. Uh, once you get an, e- an invite e- uh, via email, we encourage you to follow instructions and act fast. There will be a limited quantity of PlayStation 5 consoles available for pre-order. So we, we will be inviting some of our existing customers to be one of the first to pre-order one of the PlayStation 5s online. If you are interested in receiving an invitation, register below. And if selected, we will contact you via email with instructions and details. And of course, at the bottom of it, it says to learn more about the PlayStation 5 console pre-order process, please visit our FAQs. So Joe, listen, Mm -hmm. I know that you have a backup plan. You talked about it on the the other day. Uh, But even backup plans, in my opinion, need backup plans because (laughs) I have a feeling that when – and I say this not to make ripples in the pool. We have to look at this from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. PlayStation is a worldwide brand. It is the market leader. It is the most notable of the consoles out there. Nintendo, I would imagine, gets close. But PlayStation is where it's at for a lot of players, which is why they have over 113 million consoles sold worldwide of the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. With that said, the allocation of, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say it is 7 million. Right. How do you break that down? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. holy shit, we might be in trouble. Uh, I think everybody's in trouble, man. Like, like just in the age of COVID, uh, this is gonna happen when the Xbox comes out. Like, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to find everywhere. So, like, both consoles are gonna sell out. Like, 
That's why pre-order them ASAP wherever you can. It's going to be harder more than ever to get a console. So if you want an Xbox, make sure you you have three backup plans. If you yeah. want a PlayStation, make sure you have three backup plans. Because the, <laughs> the problem is right now, if you're a retailer, you don't know how many of these consoles you're getting. You have an idea, but you also don't know, like we've been talking about it, what the global situation is going to look like in November. They are predicting right now by the end of the year here in the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, that there will be 315,000 people dead by COVID-19. Yeah. So, scary. you know, it's, it's scary. And so, like, there are going to be people that don't want to go out, for, like me, to go out and get a PlayStation or an Xbox because, you know, they have someone that is, um, you know, a, a high risk. So, right now, like, if if you're Sony, you're you're kind of talking to Amazon, you're talking to GameStop, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 why, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, my God, Forte, thank you. Like, what Forte was saying, like, right now, GameStop Online has seen the most business it's ever gotten. It's overtaken their retail stores. Same with Best Buy. So, like, the, if you're a retailer right now, you are in constant talks of how these systems are going to launch you still need to launch them in your retail stores how are you going to get that possible is it going to be you know by via delivery like order it in the store the consoles get there and they you know they curbside pick up what's that going to look like that's the mm-hmm. biggest the biggest concern more than ever so yeah because there's not going to be lines like you like a midnight launch no nor should there be i so, agree yeah. so to me i think it's like you know, if if I'm GameStop, if I'm uh, if I'm Best Buy, Best Buy actually already has this, where it's just like, order everything you want online, come to the store, pick it up, get the fuck out, yeah, <laughs> and, no. and that's it. And so, seeing Sony's thing, they just uh, they just started their store up, I believe, last year. Uh, they're they're like quote unquote retail uh, alternative store, so they're they're new at this. Um, and the way that they situated it to, in order to make sure that like people aren't just, you know, getting these things and, and, and uh, scalping them, what they're doing is they're tying it to your PSN. So if you're, let's just say they'll track it via how they track your purchases. So if they see that you're a high purchaser of digital content, they see your PlayStation plus member, PS now member, if they see your trophy count, that'll actually go into an algorithm to dictate whether you are not a scalper or not so that they'll give you the option to pre-order. Mm-hmm. And even there, they give you a, a set. You only limit one console, not one of each, just one. Right. Which one are you picking up? So I'm going me, all the way because I still, I still, I'm old school like that. I don't want to be yeah. painted to a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in the digital future. This gen I'm, I'm doing, it. I'm going to take the young me. brother. Yeah. If you, if you were as long as in the tooth as I was, you'd be buying a disc face version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to me, it, it, it really does come down to, um, manufacturing's fine. I think the, the hardest part is, retail and i think the way ps4 shipped um it landed in japan three months after the fact uh when it launched here in america so i could kind of see that again happen um they're gonna make a big push in north america they're not as big into the consoles as they weren't were yeah uh it, and, and now playstation wants to what they've been positioning themselves as is they they are an american company now 
Yes. Like their headquarters is in uh, San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. So they, they want to be known as, as an American company here in the States because everywhere else, like American products, um, they're known as American products. So like, you know, there's a high brand loyalty here in America, but when it comes to Europe, they they don't really care. Uh, and that's why you see like a lot, a lot of brands like GM disguise themselves as other automotive companies over there to kind of resemble a European company when they're not. So to me, they know they have Europe on lockdown. They're going to try to make a very, very significant push in North America uh, more than they already have. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, it's going to be interesting. Again, we don't know the uh, final allocation. Uh, we, uh, it, it's, it's, they're going to be producing these consoles uh, up until I don't know when they stop making them and they made make the PlayStation Six. So they're going to be making these consoles. The question is, how many can they have ready for launch and how they allocate? I mean, is is America going to get, you know? three and a half million out of the potentially six or seven because they say 10 and the second report said 10 but again to be fair let's just say seven let's go Mm -hmm. right in the middle let's say it's not 10 and it's not five so let's say it's seven it's seven or eight man that is going to be very difficult to break it down as to first of all how many you, you you put aside for each each region and obviously, one of their big, besides Europe, and Europe is pretty big with PlayStation, thanks to Jim Ryan. But America, let's call it like it is, is a big, big PlayStation um, uh, fan base that they have here in this country. I, I'm going to be very interested to see how they handle this. I, and again, I, I really hope that I get one. And I don't want to be, again, painted into a corner to buy the digital one because then I won't buy it. I, I, yeah. I, I'll, just, I'll just wait for it. I, I think that's the biggest thing is like, how are the like how many the biggest question is yeah and, and exactly like, yeah. that's yeah interesting interesting well you know what let, let me uh let me move on to shandy but shandy but let me just catch up on some of these outstanding and very generous super chats first of all we have d duplicate drops an outstanding three dollar super sticker that says fist bump thank you so much for being here dude and of course thank you for your generosity as always we also also have sikio yumi thanks for being here today and they drop a two dollars super chat and says Jeff gets DB of the year, <laughs> but he's praised Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, listen, that whole Game Pass thing with him again. I think it was taken out of context. Joe and I talked about that. We, I'm not even going to bring it up in conversation because I don't want to go down that dark, deep rabbit hole. Uh, we're, we're talking about the PlayStation Five, but thank you for being here, and of course, thank you for your generosity. We have Beaner. 8127 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says this. I didn't expect anything from Gamescom because MS is still still has the September XO and Game Awards to reveal. Gamescom was an AOE and that is what they did. I mean, I agree. I, I just I hope we get some information about what they're doing in September. Microsoft has been very quiet. And I'm not enjoying it. I need to know what's what's going on with this company. Um, but regular- just rip the bandaid off. Like I'll respect the company that goes first way more. Just rip the bandaid off. Tell us the price. You know. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, we also have a super chat that just came in from Regulator nine fifty one. Drops another super chat for five dollars and says, "With console with consoles planning uh, to sell out, Xbox will lead in console sales just because they will have more consoles by launch. Xbox needs to keep the lead." I mean, if again, 
if they have if they paid extra money like like the information that was sent to me privately suggests and it sounds like something they want to do i mean phil has said in in, in interviews that they are ahead of schedule um, with with production, I, what does that mean? I I don't know. I, I mean, is it, are they, you know, a thousand more than they expected at this time, or is it you know a hundred thousand? Who the heck knows? But it's again, it's going to be very interesting, uh, regardless of who has the, the um, who sells more, because this is really going to pan out, you know, two and three years down the line as to console sales. But uh, Shandi, you know, w- w- with this this email that went out. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if you're if you are planning to get a PlayStation Five. Do you have concerns that Sony may not have enough consoles for even all of their fans who want them? So let me put a disclaimer out first. This is my opinion. This is not fact. <laughs> Just wanted to say that first. Okay. Very uh, good. So PlayStation, based off their projections or what analysts are projecting, they're projecting to sell 4.6. Right. They, they said they want to. They plan to sell 4.6 million. Yeah, but see that March 2021. There you go, March 30th, the end of the fiscal year. Yes. So they they are already saying that they have 10 million ready for the fiscal year, right? Well, no. the The first report said or that 10 million were, for the rest of the year. Yeah, the first report was five to six. Okay. And then a report a couple of months later came out saying that with with the with the, with the increased excitement for the console, they've upped that number to ten million by the end of the fiscal year, which is, is March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Then, if based off if we're just doing numbers, they have essentially double the amount that they plan to sell. Yes, what I believe, I believe they are doing. I do believe they are short. But I believe they're actually going to work this to their favor. So they're going to—they're pulling a page out of Nintendo's book, right? Nintendo is infamous for never having consoles out. They are the worst. And what that does is it creates supply and demand, which also creates FOMO. Uh, <laughs> the fact that you feel like you're missing out, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so as soon as you see them pop up, they are immediately snatched back up. They're immediately pulled back off the shelf. But I do agree with uh, Babbitt with what he's saying about the PSN. They are trying to basically keep scalpers from buying like 10 consoles at a time and ripping them from fans by exploiting the fact that fans are hardcore and will pay whatever they have to to get the console. Yeah. So I do believe that is happening. But what they're also doing is, or what I feel, is they're getting like a heartbeat on their hardcore. They want to find out who is hardcore. Because people are, the hardcore are going to pre-order right now. You don't know the price. You don't know when it's coming out exactly. But you're already like, here, take my money. I don't care how much it is. Mm -hmm. And that's because I think, I originally thought that the consoles are going to be like a 500, 400, 300. I'm starting to feel like, based off some other videos I saw, that the consoles are going to be at 600. Uh, at least Xbox Series X, PS5 might be five, and then I do believe that the Lockhart will be three. Yeah. Um, but that means that 600 is like, yes, PlayStation 3 was 600, but at the same time, we all remember how bad that went for them. PlayStation was easily the king back then, and that shut them down. 
for a while until they rebounded from it. What that saying is, is that basically the 600 number is like a new threshold. And no matter who you are, when you, when whoever's the first to come out with the new threshold, everybody's going to have an uneasy feeling. I'm like, oh, I don't know, another hundred dollars plus I'm buy games. I'm yeah. going to end up spending about a thousand dollars. That's only if you get one console. If you get both consoles, you'd be spending upwards to fifteen hundred dollars. Like you're buying a a high end PC. So I feel like they're trying to gauge their um, hardcore. They want to see who's willing to buy no matter what. Once they see that, they might feel a lot more comfortable with coming out with the higher price because you know they're playing chicken. They're trying to see who's gonna who's gonna either come out and say what first and who's gonna undercut. Because whoever comes out first, the other one's going to undercut. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And I think I think I think you're right. I think it's a it's a it's a gauging game. And right. honestly, like I've been saying this for 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 months now. This these consoles are expensive, guys. Mm-hmm. Like if this if if the Xbox Series X was four hundred dollars, they would have said it in July. It's going to be September. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've come yeah. around to it. I'm I'm pretty. I, sure I, I've come around. around same with same with the PS5, man. These if things I are going to be nuts. I'm thinking for both. Yeah. 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 I hope, you know, but I think I think you're right. I think if if Xbox comes out and goes 600, then and they get a beating, Sony will undercut. But if Xbox comes out and goes, it's 600 bucks, and then Sony looks at that and nobody's freaking out about it, they go, all right, 600 too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I do believe, but I do believe that they are under on their consoles. Um, they they want to. That's why they're kind of doing like almost like a lottery type of system, basically. Or versus uh, what Bad Bit said, basically, they're trying to see how loyal have you been to the brand. Those are the people probably going to get it first because they know that those are the people that's going to talk about it first. Yep. Those are the people that are going to go on social media, say how great it is, hype it up more, get other people who were on the fence to now go, man, I got to get when this PS5 comes back around for being out, man, I got to get it. I have to have it. That's what I think the goal is. Again, it's it's. I, I I just I I think that everyone is frustratingly uh, nervous. If again, it may, maybe getting a new console isn't in your wheelhouse because listen, the world is the world, and it and hasn't been good financially for a lot of people. But if you are in the market, I think we're all everyone is that intends to buy one or the other or both is at this point extremely frustrated and we are in way uncharted waters when it comes to console releases because folks at this point we are nearly over two months removed from e3 right that the the supposed time of e3 which we, we which on a normal basis would have gotten price pre-order and release date and we have none of those and everyone and i mean everyone is just you know that we're all frustrated we all want these you know to, to you know to lock down these consoles and unfortunately we can't do that uh real quick let me just uh shout out uh peanuts clark what's going on dude he drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says great well great way to sell a console at a high price is to make the consumer think that there's a shortage yes indeed that is marketing 101 um we also have uh eagles fan a very good friend and generous friend of the show he drops 
an outstanding $10 Super Chat says, I wonder what the ratio is for Xbox Series X versus S going to be available. Uh, Xbox could be waiting on Sony to announce so they can position the Xbox on price because they will have more available. That is true. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. If I were putting on my business cap, and folks, I'm just a guy with a podcast. Uh, what do I know? I would actually have more Series S available because I think that is what's probably going to move this holiday. And the reason why I say that is because, one, it's going to be the cheapest console on the block. No doubt about it. But more importantly, more importantly than the cheapest, right, it's going to appeal to the financially stricken customer that wants to still be involved in next generation but can't afford five and six hundred dollars for the PlayStation 5 or four hundred dollars for the, the the digital edition or even five or six hundred dollars for the series X if this is a 300 or even even a 249 dollar console which I, I'm thinking more of 299 is my, my take on it it's going to be appealing and even and again the, the the exclamation point on the end of my conversation is Xbox game Pass. We're hearing there's going to be three months of Xbox Game Pass in, put in each one of these consoles that they sell. They've been talking about this on 4chan, on Reddit, and all the sites for months now. And I believe it. And if you are someone that wants to get involved in next generation, if you're someone that has really don't have a lot of money but you still want to be a part of the conversation, you could logistically go get that Series S and you're going to have every launch game potentially that's uh, that's a part of the Xbox Game Pass in their day and date for you. And that's a big deal. That's a really big deal because you won't have to be like, oh, man, if I buy the console, I might not be able to get a game or I can only get one game where if you buy the cheaper console, you're going to get all these games and you've got to spend any extra money because it's going to be in the box. Big, big move for Microsoft. It's it's basically the ultimate pack-in, right? I mean, if you're old, again, older like me, we remember getting Super Mario and Duck Hunt and you were like, oh, my God, two games, <laughs> right? I remember that. You know what I'm saying? But this is the ultimate pack-in. Um, let, me, let me go to uh, um, Dreadpool. Dreadpool, you're hearing everyone talk about uh, potential shortages. And again, this is, we're just having a conversation. I can't confirm or deny that the information that was sent to me is real. I, it was a conversation. I read it. It was interesting. I forget I'd mention it. But with this email that's gone out and PlayStation using their own words that the PlayStation 5 will be limited in quantity suggests that there might be a shortage. What are your thoughts on this, dude? All right. Well, let me state some facts here for you, okay? This is my opinion. That's the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, um, thoughts and prayers to the Hurricane Laura victims because yes. I'm in Florida. I know we lived through that. You know, so I'm usually like a little bit more, eh, it's a hurricane. You know what I mean? We just had a cat five come through, eh, whatever. You know, <laughs> we, we, we board up and get beer. You know, that's what we do. We, we, and we sit down and, and, uh, bunker down. Right. Um, but we never had a TP shortage. Now that we had the sickness, everybody had a TP shortage. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it just shows you how, uh, when you're used to something, it doesn't it doesn't affect you, you know, and when you're not used to something like this and it's something new, people start panicking. 
So what did we have? We had a teepee shortage. We never had a teepee shortage before ever, even with a hurricane. So it just tells you that same thing here. You know, they send out an email. They're getting a reading. That's that's what they're doing. You know, um, Bad Bit said the same thing, you know, and so does Sean D. You know, they're getting a reading. They want to know what's going on. And it's a, and I applaud them for this part of it. They're going to make sure or at least attempt to make sure that it goes to the people that are actually buying and supporting PlayStation and not the guys that are buying it and trying to jump it up, at, you know, double or triple the price and bootleg it somewhere else. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're 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 shafting the, the, the true customer for letting these guys do this. Um, and for for Sony trying to to mitigate that, I, I have to applaud them for that. You know, that's, yeah, that's sure, a absolutely. I agree. You know what I mean? So and, and people are making it a bad thing. But at the same time, it, it's it's a good thing. But at the same time, it is also beneficial to them because now, oh, well, if I can if I only have like an hour window to to, to yet again, when I get that email that I can get an opportunity to pre-order, I feel special. But the other guy didn't get it. So you didn't get it. You know, haha. But I got it. So, you know what I mean? It, it's going to cause that that little animosity again. And what happens? Just like the Switch, they're never on the shelf, right? When, when the sickness came around, what happened? Switches were flying off. And as soon as they got on the shelf, they I mean, there was times that they weren't even stocking them. They were, like, handing them out of the box. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely um, right on that. Yep. So when you're, when you're doing that, what is that going to do? That's going to create a higher demand. So not only are they reading... And, and filtering through to give it to the fans, the real fans and the real customers that will support them, you know, throughout the generation. They're also making sure that they're, they're keeping that excitement up because, hey, I heard Walmart's got another shipment coming in on Tuesday. So what are you going to do? You're going to go sit out there, you know, waiting around for that box to come out so you can, you know, go over to that employee and, you know, and, and like literally get him freaking out. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting mugged in my own store that I'm working in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully not. To, I mean, well, this, this, it happens. I mean, I've seen it before with Star Wars and cars and all this stuff that there are certain collectors do. They, they sit there and they know who who's who. And they'll get out there. So as soon as that employee pulls it out of the box and it's on that shelf, they're there. They got that that collector's car or Star Wars figure or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people are going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be going there, going to these stores. And as soon as that door opens, they're in there. They're going to grab it. You know, so. no, that's a good point. Yeah. Then, you know what? I, I mean, again, it, it, it makes... It may it, actually a real shout out to a couple of people in the chat that just mentioned this. Uh, most, most one, and of course, future generations just said um, they were talking about how that uh, Xbox All Access program is looking even better now, and it's it's something that Sony does not have. It's something that Microsoft is looking to push, and that's certainly going to help people so they don't have to go to the stores and potentially be robbed of their console. <laughs> But anything else you'd like to add there, Dreadpool? Uh, no, I mean that's that's basically it. I mean it's, it's just it's it's a uh, you know um, demand. It's yeah, well, it, it, again, it's a demand. It's, 
It is a console launch, and it, I, I think that even without COVID, Dreadpool, it would be still well, wouldn't be guaranteed a console. Right. No, and that, I wasn't saying that it would have been COVID. I, I'm saying, even though we know it, part of it, but what I'm saying is they're creating that hype. They're creating that demand yep. by doing stuff like this. You know, when you have, when you know that there's possibly a limitation, even though they're you're ramping up production to, to try to meet that. It's also getting that that hype because it's like, hey, man, I heard that this place is going to get it. You know, did you order yours? Well, you know, let's see. I've ordered it here, here and here online, but I'm still going to go to the physical store over here and see if they have it. In, my, in the meantime, I got my wife going to the other store and we're going to call each other when we get it in hand. So that way, whoever's next in line is going to be able to get it. I mean, how many times have we done that for certain games? Yeah, no, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen. Good, 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 strong points from everyone. And, la and last but not least, I, I want to bring Crispy Bomb in. And Crispy, I know that you are not in the market, at least at this point, from what I understand, for a PlayStation Five. But do you do you feel that Sony is going to be able to um, hit the mark of the uh, of five to six million, or, or do you think that these shortages are going to be real? But more importantly, hold back a lot of their uh, potential sales. Well, in and the funny thing is, is this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a page out of Sean D real quick. This is my opinion, okay? <laughs> my <laughs> opinion, all right. And and I'm going off of what my history is. I have played on so many different consoles, so many different console makers, okay. Um, actually, a lot of people don't remember that the Dreamcast had a shortage, and that actually screwed them in the end. A lot of people forget that, and and they and then you had the Saturn that dropped as soon as they announced it, and people were like, "What?" So you you got to understand that these small, minute things that we don't look at actually become a big deal. Yeah, this is Sony doing the experiment, and I actually agree with seeing who's hardcore, who's willing to say, "I don't need the price; I just want it." Okay, and. The thing that Xbox has been doing is the same thing, just in a different way. That's why I think, you know, the Series S will be $300. Because if you didn't grab the 1X at $300, you're probably disappointed because you probably wanted it. Yeah. All right. And now it's gone. It's gone. And it's gone for a reason. There's something else to replace it. But Xbox has one base that they can go off of immediately. And that is Game Pass. Okay? So you say, we'll, we'll just be conservative and say there's 10 million people in Game Pass. You could easily say with the traje trajectory of gaming itself, the gaming industry continually going up, especially in the times we're in, you, you are at least going to have to think of 50% of just that player base is going to buy the next-gen console, whether it be the Series S or X. Right. Not only that, you have the buying power because you have servers and you have two consoles that are going to be using the same type of chips from AMD. You have, you have manufacturing across the world. You have places that might shut down and you ramp up in another spot. And, and, and we've went over this in many podcasts before of Microsoft is such a large company that if they can have 10 million between the Series S and X, ready to roll as soon as launch day, they're going to sell out. Yeah. 
They sure and, will. And, and they're technically next gen. Okay. Even if you get the Series S, it's technically next gen. Okay. That's what it is. People are going to be like, oh, well, the Series S sold more, or this or that. But we'll just split it in half, five million each. Okay. Not only that, they don't have any exclusives coming out day and date, really. Now that Halo's been pushed back, you don't. Okay. So the hardcore is going to grab either console. Right. Yep. I agree. You think about it. They grab either console. They want it. They need it. They might want both, and they grab one because it's available, and then they grab the other later. So you ramp up more production, and you start actually dropping the exclusives that we thought we were going to get. This is a complete total role reversal because when PS4 launched, they killed Xbox because of of narrative-type things in 2013. All right? But at the end of the day, they really didn't have the exclusives that Xbox did. It feels like a role reversal, and I feel like with everything that's happened in the world right now, I mean, like we all could say, 2020 can go itself. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the way it goes. But but at the end of the day, we have something to look forward to, number one, and that something completely involves staying away from people but being able to conversate and talk to people. And the one thing Xbox has that everybody else doesn't right now is a service that you can go and say, hey, I'm playing this game. Oh, it's on Game Pass. We can go there too, and we could we could co- talk, have fun, laugh. You know, th- these are all emotions that we feel talking to somebody in person that we can't really do right now. We're sitting there with a mask, and I got to scream over it, and I'm like, I can't hear you. Like when I'm I'm waiting on a customer, I'm like, they'll be like, blah, 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 and I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You got the mask on. Like, are we past this already? Like, you got to. You gotta really be boisterous. Like you can yell at me. I don't care. Like I, I don't even feel like you're yelling at me with that mask on. And, and that's the whole thing. Like we get to talk without you know all the barriers we have right now. And and that's the beauty of what Xbox brings. And that's why until I see more multiplayer reasons that are exclusive to go to PlayStation, I just it, you know good start. Ghost Tsushima, absolutely. I mean that game. You know, I would play the single player, and I'm sure they're going to bring out a good multiplayer because the game looks phenomenal. I mean, that game is like one of those games I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me. You know what I mean? But I, I can't go to a, and pay possibly $600 for one game. You know what I'm saying? And a game that, you know, eventually I'm going to turn my Xbox on and go back to Gears. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that exclusives don't matter because they do, but I feel like Xbox is bringing out small second-party deals and this and that, maybe timed exclusives, and they're doing little small games. And some of those games you might be sleeping on. Like, I think the medium, people might be sleeping on that game. A I, little I, bit I, too I, much. Here's another one I think people are sleeping on, The Ascent. That, yeah. The Ascent. It's like a cyberpunk-esque, like, and it feels like, um, it you ever played the Wayward series? Yeah. You, ever, you ever played the Wayward Wayward the Reckoning, one of my favorite games of all time. And it felt it, it was amazing because you play with four people and everybody had different powers and you had to work together. And I feel like that's what we're going to get in some of these games. Like, and, and it might be a little bit top down, but I mean, like I've always said, Gauntlet the Dark Legacy is one of my favorite games of all time. I need I need them to like remaster that or something because I played Seven Sorrows and it sucks, in my opinion. It was not what I was looking for. The Dark Legacy is like just a game like you could literally I played that for like probably 200 hours when I was a kid because it was wow. that long and you could rebeat it and get more like you could make your character a god 
and you could just walk through everything. Like you go to a boss fight and you'd be on the hardest difficulty and you'd just be able to have all of this, this great like magic and stuff and just destroy it. And that's, that's the things I miss because I feel like it's always just going to be, Oh, it's a DLC. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. It's like, you beat the game and then you you're like okay do you want to put it on a harder difficulty and beat it again because your your character's overpowered like it, it just that that's something that i used to love doing and you know it, we need we need games to come out we need these consoles to come out because we need this at this point we need some positivity we need we need something that to look forward to and you know th- these gaming companies they're in a rock and hard place because i feel like they're going to sell more than they're projecting and, and for example, I work in retail. My, my, my store, at least my department, is up 30%. So, wow. so I have to order for about 50% because you, you say between 20 and 30% over that because you don't know what the potential new customers you're going to get. And, and that's where I think Microsoft has a slight advantage. And at the end of the day, if somebody really just wants next gen no matter what, and then you entice them maybe after launch a little bit with, with something new that's going to come out within quarter one, maybe beginning of quarter two, that might get them to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. And especially yeah. with the series S at $300, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And that might grab some of the people that left Xbox because, you know, at the end of the day, they want something new. They want to, they want to feel something new. They want to have an escape. And, and, and that's what we're really in at this point in these times. So, No, I mean, it's a great point. It, it's going to be very interesting to see not only how Sony handles it, it's, and more specifically how both companies handle it. I think it's going to be a topic of conversation that will continue to come up until we know more specifically when we're getting these systems, how much we're paying for these systems, and more importantly, when we can reserve these systems. And this, is, this has been great. We have one other topic I want to get to, and that, of course, is... <laughs> Again, not surprised, to be honest with you, but the Call of Duty pricing was a big topic of discussion the other day. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. I I watched the trailer when they first uh, showed it. Then they showed an extended um, part of of the opening trailer at, of course, Gamescom with Jeff Keighley. I was blown away. I'm a big, huge fan of Black Ops, not the multiplayer. I'm a single player dude, so I was more, I was obviously mortified last uh, the last time when uh, Black Ops Four came out and they scrapped the single player campaign. I didn't buy that game. I didn't. I wouldn't even have taken it for free. I would have just given it away. And it was something that uh, it, it kind of bothered me. And now we know that we, we're getting a single player campaign that literally it's a sequel to Black Ops One. Sign me up. But then we get into the pricing. Now I know, I know a lot of people are like, yep, that's Activision. You know, we, we we could have expected them to you know, be the evil emperor that they are. And the way their pricing was is working is it's fifty nine ninety nine for the standard version on the PlayStation uh, PlayStation four and of course the Xbox One and PC. Now. For the PlayStation um, version, you can upgrade for $10 to the PlayStation 5. For some reason, there's been some confusion or 
no bad, bad messaging of course once it comes to that comes to the xbox for some reason if you buy the disc version of the xbox um xbox one version you cannot as as of today upgrade for the ten dollars for the uh, for the xbox series x version i don't know why that is it seems very wacky to me but really what we're here to talk about is the 70 dollar edition and there's an $89 edition. I don't know what that comes in, comes with, maybe an extra pack or something. I, I, I'm not getting that. But we're really here to discuss the $70 edition, which is the cross-generation system. And what, what does that mean? That means that when you buy it uh, and, you, and, you, and you play it on your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox One, you will be able to play the game. You'll get the, quote-unquote, free upgrade. Uh, to play on your PS5 and, of course, the Series X. It's 70 bucks. You get both versions. That's what I'm going to wind up getting. Now, I know there's been, of course, a lot of people like, well, I'm going to boycott this. I'm not going to talk about it, uh, you know, because I, I don't want to, you know, be a part. And you know what? I mean, listen, for, we have to, the way I want to look at it is like this. Is the question I'm going to ask for the panel, the question I'm going to ask, of course, for the chat, is $10 a lot to ask for the next generation? Now, some people are going to suggest and say, yes, boom, it is because Cyberpunk is giving that away for free. Uh, Square Enix is giving away the Avengers upgrade for free. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is giving the upgrade for free. Far Cry 6 is going to have the free upgrade. And then you have to look at some of the other counterpoints that really clobbered you over the head. And we're going to go to 2K. 2K is charging $99.99, $100 for the dual uh, console editions for you to be able to play on both your PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X. And then you look, of course, at one, a topic that has been very, very hot, and that is Remedy charging $40 for the uh, Game of the Year edition or the Ultimate Edition, as they're calling it. And that is the only way that if you want to play this game on your next-gen console, you have to spend the 40 bucks. So, of course, anti-consumer uh, to, to the maximum uh, potential. So this kind of falls in the middle. I'm interested to get the 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 um the pulse, if you will, of the chat, but more specifically, my outstanding panel, Crispy. I want to go to you first on this, dude. Is this a crappy move by Activision, or is this something that you know people are just going to come around to and buy? I mean, it's the cash grab. Let's be honest. I mean, it's yeah, Call of Duty. It it's call of duty if they have you know have we been confirmed on the single player i mean if they have a single player yeah, i think it's it, no yeah, the single player is confirmed for sure okay yeah. so you're you're gonna sell gangbusters uh cold war really hasn't been visited a lot either as far as like you know it's more been you know vietnam it's more been world war you know one and two um even just being a futuristic war that you know world war three or whatever um so Cold War really hasn't been touched. And, you know, there's a lot to unpack in, in the Cold War. There's a lot of ways you could go with it. So I'm sure people are interested. Uh, I will say this. I mean, that's why we kind of went in on Remedy before. You know, the, the people are that already have the game are going to be charged $40 more. That doesn't make sense. Um, so, I mean, $10 at the end of the day, I get it. And, you know, every dev has 
you know, their own way of going about it. And, and clearly it's a cash grab, but I, I guess I look at it this way and I say, did you go two K's route? Did you, you know, throw an extra, what, 40 bucks in there or whatever it is, you know, it, it's, it's a tough thing to think about. Um, you know, they're out to make money and yeah. they know call of duty is going to sell. And I mean, for it to be $10, I think they could have did worse. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't like it. I don't like any of it. You know what I mean? All of these games that are doing it, I, you know, I applaud the ones that aren't. I mean, Ubisoft has really been all in with, with just about every title that they're not going to charge us, which yeah, it, I, I got to give them credit, you know, because at one point we were like, is Ubisoft uh, just out of touch? And they really have come back around and they're really doing some great things. So, you know, rather than be negative about it, let's let's support the games that are doing the right thing, in my opinion. And let's let's ignore the ones that are. And if you're a huge COD fan, I don't blame you for paying ten dollars. I don't. I mean, that's up to you. You're the consumer. Do what you want. At least they're not charging you twenty to forty dollars or something like that. So that's completely up to you. But as of right now, I just applaud, you know, the devs that are saying, you know what? Enough's enough. We get enough money from what we do, or we make enough to make the next game. So let's let's continue to do that. We have other options like Game Pass and stuff to make more money down the road. Let's let's use that instead of you know gouging our customer and let's have them happy and and you know buying the game immediately when it's on the older console and not worry about that. And and I applaud that. Yeah, I mean, again, you're right. It could have been worse. Uh, real quick, I want I want to bring uh, Dreadpool into the conversation because he dropped something into the private chat that said the Ultimate Edition costs $90, but this is what it gives you. So thanks for the info there, uh, Dreadpool. It says it gives you both the Xbox and Xbox Series X digital copies plus the Battle Pass and the Land Sea Air Pack with three operator skins, three weapon blueprints, and three vehicle skins. So yes, you are digitally getting your money's worth, in my opinion, if that's the route you're going to go. Uh, real quick, uh, before I get to you, uh, Dread, let me just thank Sean Murray with the outstanding and very generous $5 super chat and says, you should not have to pay that uh, that BC. You do not have to pay it on PC. Yes, yeah, that's the thing. You don't have to pay for it on PC. Again, it's they are going to make sure they make their money on the console gamers. Uh, uh, Dreadpool, what, what version are you going to get? Are you uh, And more importantly, are you surprised that it's only $10? Or do you have an issue with it being anything for that matter? Well, Sean Murray stole it from me. Uh, <laughs> PC, you know, it, let's say I have a 1080 GTX, right? And I upgrade to the new 3090 that's coming out later this year. I'm not paying a difference. I'm, I've only bought the graphics card. You know what I mean? So it's, it's only graphics. It's not a new game engine. Uh, it, it, it's literally graphics. And if I'm getting it free on PC, I should be able to get it free even across consoles. And I understand because even when you went from the 360 to the um, the one or the PS3 to the PS4, there were some games that they had to revamp the engine because certain aspects of that engine could not go over uh, to the lesser systems, right? So I understand that, but you're talking about it up res. These games are both on both consoles x86 game right, the click of a switch tech yeah, yeah literally you know so it's not that big of a deal um am i gonna get it i'm still sitting on the fence on this one because i mean 
it's a, if it's only $70, right? It's only $70. You know, didn't we complain about that with, with uh, 2K? It's only $70. Oh, oh my God, they're, they're jacking us up for, for an extra 10. But we're doing the same thing here. They're, they're, feel, they're testing the waters. They're trying to see what they can do. And, you know, for, for a lot of guys that like, like myself, when I go into a game uh, 100%, I'll get the ultimate edition. So that way I get our, you know, because I already know I want the expansion packs. I want this. I want that. And I'm if I'm going to do it, I'll buy it now. So I don't have to worry about it later on. Yeah. So it, I still don't know where I sit with all this because, yes, you can do if you have a digital um, copy, you can upgrade it for ten dollars. But why should you? You know what I'm saying? Right. And if you're already getting seventy dollars, if you're already paying seventy dollars, you're already covered across the board. So you're, you know, so this way they look good on one side because they're only selling you a sixty dollars game, unless you go next gen. Then it's a seventy dollars game, but then you get both of them. So it's like, it's it's that weird needle in the haystack of trying to find the proper balance with all this. As a customer, one, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're going to buy to to get your money's worth, and as a uh, as a business, you're trying to figure out what you can get as much money from your customer without making them feel like you're robbing them. So, yeah. and I think that's where we're at right now. Um, I might have to go with the ultimate edition only because it covers everything for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's $10 more than these, the other, the, the right. dual generations edition. You get the battle pass, the Lancey and air pack, three additional skin. I mean, vehicle prints, weapon prints. Okay. Do you get much out of it? No, it's just to be able to say that you, you know, you ordered it first. You know, you got it day one. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of that turns into bragging rights. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, listen, it's going to be very interesting to see where the needle moves. I mean, it's Call of Duty. People are going to buy it. The single player is back. It looks fantastic, in my opinion, of course. Let me uh, let me bring Sean D into the conversation. But before I do, Sean, let me just catch up on some of these Super Chats. We have Kay Asante, a very good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, Preach, Dreadpool, preach. It's not about the $10. It's that the console players get cheated. There's no way that that would be allowed on PC. This is, of course, x86 to x86, and that is very strong point. We also have DJ Birdo, DOS, good friend of the show. He drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, do the panel of, uh, here favor folks. Oh do, oh, do the panel a favor, folks. Hit that like button, Dreadpool, my Floridian brother. What's happening? As always, great show. Well, thank you, dude, for being here. Of course, be safe in Florida. And um, thank you for your generosity, dude. Really appreciate that. Uh, JD Gamer, another very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, do we really expect Microsoft reveal big news at Gamescom? I, I think... They'll save that for their own show when they can get all of the shine. New studios and games. Yeah, I believe the new studios thing is coming. I don't know who they are. I and mean, again, you guys know who I think that they got. But that's I'm not going to go into that. Uh, I think that with the, the hardware, quote unquote, and services uh, is going to uh, be coming. Uh, and, and again, listening to uh, Tim Dog, he thinks it's the week of the 13th. I think that's a strong, strong bet that that happens. But Shandi, for you personally... What 
are your thoughts on the extra ten dollars? Are you are you surprised? Are you did you expect more? And are what version are you going to get? Well, it's Activision, so I didn't expect. I didn't. I wasn't surprised at all. Of course, uh, <laughs> it, it bums me out because I've been out of Call of Duty for a long time, and uh, when I saw what they were doing with Black Ops, the fact that they're going back to Black Ops Two and they're doing the whole kind of you can have multiple endings, I love that in Black Ops Two. That was why me I too. That was great, dude. Campaign multiple times. So this was this is a bummer for me because. My feeling on it is you, you can't be in the middle. You can't be like, oh, it's okay over here, but it's it's bad over here. It's it's all or nothing. You, and for me, I'm against it. And the reason why I'm against it is Dreadpool touched on it. You, if you're on PC and you upgrade your PC, you don't – it's not like the game uh, uh, flags your computer and it's like, oh, you upgraded your graphics card. Please send us five extra dollars to to continue playing your game like that would never go and so i don't i'm i'm getting sick and tired of console people getting stuck with the bill we get stuck with the bill yeah. when it comes to xbox live where pc has has it for free we get we're the first we're like the test group we're like because they're like hey they're you know who's going to pay for it console people will pay for it because if you take in my biggest issue with us paying more it's it's fine if it's across the board. If everybody was like, hey, next generation, we're all going up 10 bucks, right? Everybody across the board is AAA. Everybody goes up 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, any, any games go up five bucks. I get it. That's fair. But when you're when you're reasoning for saying I'm going up is because, oh, well, you're getting these new uh, never before seen type of graphics and you're getting ray tracing. This has never been done before on console. So you're paying for the premium. I'm already paying for the premium when I bought the console. <laughs> I don't need to pay for the premium that you're already designing for your PC version. I don't need to pay another premium. Yeah, no, you're 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 100 right on that. On it, and um, one more thing I want to touch on was it would also be okay if you weren't making money on the back end by doing what you guys took as a strategy from uh, mobile gaming with the whole selling microtransactions yep at least like when when you play a mobile game if a game is free you know it's going to have microtransactions but you're okay with it because you know you're it's it's the one it's the it's the you're getting one or the other right you either pay for it and you get a whole complete game you don't have to worry about ads you don't have to worry about somebody trying to get extra money for a power up and if you don't pay for it you know that that's coming you know you're going to get you might get ads in your game you might get uh things that deter you from progressing faster. So buy this power up to move faster. Why are we in the console world getting everything? I'm I'm paying for $60, but I'm, I'm still gonna have to like buy to unlock things in my game. Why am I having to do that? When, when they're free to play like Apex Legends or Fortnite, all that's fine. I get it, that's the model, but you can't, be keep hybriding these models and putting everything together. That's the big issue. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's, it's like it's like you guys have already said that the the console gamer carries the 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 the, the weight for for everyone else, and and unfortunately, 
if if if, if the, the best way you can do is vote with your voice, put it out there on social media that you're not happy with this, and vote with your wallet. If it, if it if it really is something that is bothering you, something that you really want to stand behind, then just don't buy the game. It's exactly why I've I, I that you know like Remedy is going to have to fix this thing because I I love them as a company. They're one of my favorite devs. But then for them to pull this kind of really bothered me. So I'm, I'm voting with my voice. I, I spoke about it on my show. I tweeted at them multiple times. And I'm going to speak with my wallet. And, and maybe Crossfire X is a game I don't buy. What makes that extra scummy is the fact that they're basically saying, all you guys who bought in. You're out. Yeah, you, sorry. F you. That's exactly what they said. Now, again, that 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 really is the crux of it. But you know, let, let's close out the show on a strong note. Uh, we're gonna go to our very good friend of the Voice, mm-hmm. of course, of the um, Trophy Room. What 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 are your thoughts on this? Are you surprised by the extra ten dollars? No, this is oh, this is you know, the, what's up. Yeah, you were real loud there for a second. Uh, you know, I think it's the software. I think uh, every once in a while it, it booms one of our mics. Um, no, it it's. It's gonna. It's this is gonna be the new normal. Uh, next year we're going to see. You know, we're seeing 2K and Call of Duty practice it. We're going to probably see game prices go up next year mm. um, if they're successful. If they if they see that, you know, hey, I mean, Call of Duty announced it starting starting this year into the future. Their games will be sixty nine ninety nine. So, you know, they. They started the trend. We're going to see if this trend continues. But in all honesty, it kind of needs to go up anyway. It's been 15 years. Yes, since, that is uh, correct. Yep. Since since we've seen a price increase. So, yeah, just, just with inflation involved, yeah, I get it. At the same exact time, these companies do make billions of dollars still on the backs of microtransactions. So it's a, it's a bit of a give or take because now you got to ask the question, well, do you really need to raise your game prices because microtransactions really do fill in the void at the same exact time? Um, yeah, you're making these Xbox Series X versions, these PS5 versions. I'm playing Devil's Advocate, by the way. Right. I'm the Activision CEO right now. I'm Bobby <laughs> Kotick. I just got off the RNC stage. I'm, I'm walking down to talk to y'all. Like, <laughs> um, like, like, think of us. Like, look at I'm Bobby Kotick, and and I'm telling you this right here, right now. How many people are actually going to buy the Series X version and the PS5 version? We are throwing, we are throwing people at this, at this, giving it development time. Whether it, you know, I, I don't know development. He, neither does Bobby, right? So like, all he knows is he's putting people, personnel on this project, uh, millions of dollars on this project. He needs to see a return on that investment. Just plain and simple. Yeah. Now, at the same exact time, look, I'm a consumer, and what I've, what I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly like the whole. Listen, I bought this game already. Why do I need to give you any more money? You know, but it also goes into the play of of how a lot of developers and publishers feel about free upgrades and smart delivery. They don't like it. They want to still make money off of these upgrades. They also still want to make money off of remakes and remasters. That trend they do not want to see go away because it is easy money for them. Yeah. So this is Activision and 2K standing side by side going, no, we don't want smart delivery. And uh, and we're seeing Ubisoft stand up and go, no, 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 we, we want it. And we're seeing EA in the middle going, yes, but only for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's the situation at hand. And it's not just talk shit about Xbox. We should be praising them for at least going up and saying, hey, this this should be a thing. 
we should be having this conversation at the very least. Um, so my feeling is these games are going to go up in prices. Like it's just the natural order of things. At the same exact time, ten dollars for an upgrade isn't isn't killing my bank account, right? It's it's not the worst thing in the world. So understanding that they took dev time out to make these ports, fine. I I'm 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 neutral on giving them the money for it. When it comes to the PC, that's the great thing about PC is that you don't have to pay for these upgrades, right? Like you built your PC, you have what all any type of CPU, GPU, if you can run the game at the highest setting, that's your prerogative and you don't have to well, now you will start paying extra for it. Because I, I mean, I can't guarantee it right now, but I mean, I can see this game being sixty nine ninety nine on PC at least next year, if not this. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, th- I think you're right. I think they're going to raise it on PC as well. Yeah. And the reason why console gamers get that console tax is simple: we have convenience. I'm not my own tech. Look at look at what just happened to me today. I lost literally all my content because of a hardware malfunction. Right, mm-hmm. all of it's gone. I have to now be an IT guy to fix that situation. Uh, how many drivers I need to upgrade or whatever to play a certain game? Um, the, the convenience factor of consoles it gives those companies the the ability of upcharging you these upgrades and even like paying for for online connectivity, which rightfully so should be free, but it's also their network. Uh, so like you know, it it is this. It is this balance between console gaming being convenient. So, yeah, you're going to be upcharged for that convenience, whereas PC is arguably not as convenient as just turning the system on. It's going to work all the time. Um, and, and you being able to upgrade, modify, all that stuff, uh, customize the way you want a game. Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits of going to PC, and that's why we're seeing the PC market continuously grow because I think the positives outweigh the negatives. You know, we argue guys about the boxes. That's like 30% of the market. PC is, is uh, last time I checked was like 30% and, and growing. And then we see the, the, the mobile market is, is the 50% just market leader. Uh, and, and continuously growing. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, we are a, a grain of sand in, in the whole, you know, uh, in the whole beach here. But at the end of the day, yeah, it it sucks, but this is the reality of things. Uh, you know, next gen's way of delivering upgrades is nothing is nothing even, even close to smart. We're even seeing it with, with Hitman, where it's like, yeah, you'll get that digital, you know, upgrade. Only if you buy digital, you won't get it with physical. <laughs> yeah. you know? If I could, if I could, real quick before before we go, because you know, bad bit, you usually cut me off anyway. So I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but but uh, uh, just think about it this way: you could sit here and and talk ish about Game Pass and everything else, but you're literally going to play games like yeah. Wasteland Three that people are going to purchase for full retail, mm-hmm. and if you just want to try it you can pay the $15 and then back out as soon as you're done. Yeah. If that's, if that's your thing. And this is where a lot of people say, you know, Microsoft may be being too pro-consumer because at the end of the day, they got to be taking a hit. They have to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and if you're a variety gamer, if you like all different genres and everything, you will find another game 
that you really like. Mm-hmm. Like Call of the Wild right now. Like it, it is a simple hunting game. But my God, I feel like I'm actually hunting. And it's pretty incredible because I've never went out and actually hunted, but I understand the whole premise of it. And it's just, it's one of those things that like you can only experience in games sometimes. And sometimes it's a game that you don't even pay attention to. And and this is thanks to my girlfriend. Like she did, she was like, you got to try this game. And I sat there and played it for four hours. Okay. Wow. And I mean, it's one of those games like you're like, wow, I really feel like I'm hunting right now. And, and, and that is something that you only experience if you have an open mind and you say, I don't need the same game all the time. And, and that's that's where I go and say Game Pass is really good for that. And if you want to vote with your wallet, well, you don't really have to because you can have all of these different games in Game Pass and then you can go and buy Cyberpunk and not worry about if they even did that, which they didn't. But that's CD Projekt Red because at the end of the day, they love having a, a huge community. They are very profitable and they know it. And they are becoming yeah. one of the largest devs in the industry, and they continue to be pro-consumer. And they probably look at Microsoft and say, you know what? We want to be in their court. And yeah, they might be paying us some money, but we want to be in their court. And they could be mad of what Jeff, Jeff Keeley did. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we have to look at it and say some people want a cash grab, and some games people are going to buy anyway well crispy, Call of duty happens to be one of them unfortunately i think you hit it out of the head like on the head here is like you know game pass is going to be even more attractive because of the price increases and yeah. look one day there will be a time where game pass will up in price just due to inflation or what have you but like right now like just even if you you're not interested in online whatsoever 10 bucks to play you know these amazing games as they as they come out from AAA to indie, like that's an amazing deal. And fifteen bucks if you want to play online and play on the go and play on your phone, like, dude, that's awesome. And I think that's why these subscription services are going to get more lucrative and they're going to get way more important as the generation goes. Uh, Absolutely. Can you I hit the nail on the head, man? Can I add one more thing that I think sure. everybody keeps forgetting? Um, and I know we're all you know, worried about, you know, the next gen jumping to the next gen, at least on the Xbox side, it's been verified on the PlayStation side. It's been kind of vague, especially with, with some of the stuff you realize, even if you buy that $60 game, you can still play it on your series X, whether or not you have that upgrade. So you're still going to be playing with the benefits behind it. Yeah, you're still going to have the SSD, the the, uh, the VRS, and everything that goes along with it. So, yes, maybe you don't even got to spend the extra money. It's probably going to look better anyway. For some people, you might not have to. You know what I mean? And if you're still on a 1080 uh, 1080p TV with a Series X, are you really going to notice that extra difference? You know what I mean? So it's we have to keep in mind there are certain things that not everybody is going to have the opportunity to see the benefits from both of these consoles. And at the same time, you're still going to be able to play it. So, it's at, you know, it's it's like that little, you know, let's keep in mind that you can still play these games. It's not like you're going to be cut off. And that's where I'm saying the vagueness of Sony, because they said, OK, these certain games will be backwards compatible but they haven't really specified and all of a sudden they backtrack to the top hundred and then and all of a sudden it's uh, the full library, but they haven't really locked it down. Like Xbox is saying, you bring your whole library with you. 
Yeah, you know? no, I mean, and, and that's a great, that's a great, great point because that's something that is going to give people basically free upgrades across the board when it comes to Microsoft. And we don't know about Sony right now, but listen, I'll tell you this, this has been a fan, absolutely fantastic, but more importantly, fun episode. Everyone had incredible opinions. Of course, the moderator is known and we know who they are. Of course, I, I didn't see Indie Gamer and I didn't see UK Dazarus. But, of course, the sheriff always lurking, making sure that these streets are tidy, and he does a good job in doing that. So thank you so much, uh, Lethal Papa, for always being a part of this show. You definitely help it be the best show, uh, at least I hope you think that, on YouTube. And, of course, let me just catch up on a few Super Chats that came in, and then we'll get everyone out of here. First of all, JD Gamer, once again. Shows his generosity and drops another five dollars super chat and says, "We have to face it that uh, uh, that game prices are going up one way or another. PC never pays because uh, the threat is they'll just pirate it. Yeah, that's a that's a strong point because yeah, people would just pirate it. Uh, K Asante, a very generous friend of the show, drops another five dollars super chat and says, "If uh, if all of a sudden." Uh, game Pass gets a lot of customers and no Game Pass game numbers go down. It won't matter what the business uh, what the businesses want, they'll change. And that's very true. I, I think that the Game Pass factor is going to be a big deal moving forward. And I think that's why, if you remember a couple of days ago, Phil Spencer said that his team at Xbox Game Pass is working overtime to get more uh, and big third-party and second-party games into Game Pass day and date. And I think we're going to start seeing that. But listen, folks, I want to thank everybody that came out. We had nearly 400 people come out for today's show. And again, that is big for this small channel. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And of course, the Super Chats that came in are once again mind-blowing. And your generosity towards me and Double Barrel Gaming is tremendously appreciated. And of course, I couldn't have a show without an amazing panel. And Let's get these guys out of here. We'll start with Sean D. First of all, dude, thank you so much for jumping in uh, and answering the call. It was great to have you on today's show. Your opinion is always valuable, and I look forward to bringing you back in the future. Do me a favor, dude. Tell everyone about your outstanding YouTube channel and where people could reach out to you on social media. Yeah, so everybody, my YouTube channel name now is Sean D, like the name you see right here. Uh, you can find me there. I just posted two videos this week. I got more to come. I've changed my style up a little bit. I'm a little bit more off the cuff like I am here. And that's how I plan on recording from here on out. So check me out there. Uh, as far as where you can find me on social, check me out on Twitter at Sean D at Gam Entertain. Uh, thanks for having me, Boom. Been a great show. Well, thank you for being here, dude. Super appreciate you taking the time uh, to hang out with us. Definitely always appreciate your opinion. Uh, next up, we're going to go with Dreadpool. Dreadpool, thank you so much for being here. Your very expensive $12 microphone is working very well, I might add. And uh, why don't you do me a favor and tell everyone where they can reach out to you on Twitter, potentially talk to you on and through DM, and also check out your outstanding YouTube channel. Hey, it's all about getting the value for your buddy, right? Yeah, it so, sure is. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Game and Beyond the Box on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, also, when we do Playcasters on Saturdays with other podcasters. Um, today, on Fridays, you can always find me on Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. And then um, on Twitter, you know, Dreadpool, the O's are zeros. 
YouTube Gamertag, and I am still on Stadia. It's all Dreadpool, all letters, all caps. The DMs are always open, so if anybody wants to chat, you know, hit me up on Twitter, and we'll go over stuff. I mean, I last night I was I was going back and forth with quite a few people <laughs> with with this whole SSD shenanigans that people fell for. So as always, it was great um, hanging out with uh, Sean D, Bad Bit, and Crispy, and you yourself, Boom. You know, obviously the chat. Great to see you guys. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll see you online somewhere. Yeah, thanks so much, Dreadpool. Next up, Crispy Bomb. Dude, obviously, you have a lot going on. You, 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 not only are you on the next podcast, which recently moved its time to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you are one of the representatives of the amazing Retro Renegades run by, of course, our very good friend, the graphic god. Do me a favor, dude. Tell everyone about your shows that you're on outside of this one and also where they can reach out to you on social media. Well, this is just an amazing show. Uh, this I was think, a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun today. The chat was just on fire, like great conversation. We could talk, man. Like you don't have to get threatening or or say stupid stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, you're going to vote for your wallet. You, you know, you want your wallet fatter. If you, you really are against Game Pass, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, you will find a game that you enjoy. And then all of a sudden another one will drop. And another one will drop. And and that's the beauty of it. But it's at Crispy Bomb on Twitter. You can find me, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. My girl's coming over, so we're probably going to be in MK11. If nice. If you want to join, uh, we're down. I always play King in the Hill with her, and I always open up a party. So, you know, that's how I roll with that. And Retro Renegades, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Thursday night, 7 p.m., the double doozy, because I got Breakfast of Boom after that. But, yeah, next podcast <laughs> Thursday, and then Breakfast of Boom, 10 a.m. So you get a double dose of crispy every week now. Well, it's great to have you a part of this program, and I'm sure that you will bring the same energy while you're on your other shows back here every Friday morning, and it's great to have you as a permanent part. You do bring a tremendous amount of worth to this show. And last, in no way least, on loan from PlayStation Nation. The check's in the mail, 50 cents on the way, so Joe, make sure you tell them that. Uh, do me a favor, dude. Tell everyone about the amazing and getting very popular trophy room, but also, yeah. where could people help you cross the 2,000 followers line for Twitter? Well, you can follow me over at uh, Mr. Babbitt on Twitter. Uh, help me get to two, two, 2K. And you know what will happen at 2K? <laughs> I don't know. Probably nothing much. But you know what? Sometimes <laughs> I say funny things. Sometimes I get very passionate about worldly events and uh, all that jazz. So, yeah, catch me there if you want a little bit more unedited Babbitt. Um, you can find my content over at Babbitt Games where we talk about all things game news, reviews, and unboxings over there at YouTube at Bad Bit Games, and you can find the video version of my podcast, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players over there at Bad Bit Games. You can find The Trophy Room as well on any podcast service of your choice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, whatever podcast app you use, we're probably there. That's so big. please, rate us five stars. We're do doing a next-gen uh, giveaway when we hit 100 reviews on the North American Apple Podcast. So nice. give us a five-star review, you know, shout you out, get a chance to win some stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and I could finally start teasing because we're about a month out. Something 
cataclysmic happening to the channel on my birthday, October 4th. So nice, dude. Well, we look definitely be looking forward to that. And of course, Joe, thank you for being a part of this show uh, as well. As, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursdays at noon. Uh, I want to wish everybody a fantastic weekend. Game on whatever makes you happy. And also, just remember, man, you know, my dad was was just a blue-collar dude, but he was the smartest man in the room every time because he was passionate and he was forward thinking but more importantly he was kind and he always cared about the person standing next to him and he taught me something that is important to me hopefully it will be important to you one day and it is treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of breakfast with boom 